We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah. 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 Hello and welcome to this very special Christmas edition of the Filmmakers Podcast. The nearly the end of 2022, it's been an incredible year. We have had an amazing time with some amazing guests. Obviously, as you've listened to this regularly, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this Christmas special because you know the madness <laughs> that occurs. Uh, we have a bit of fun. We do a quiz. That is what we do. Uh, and then we do some topics in between. And then we add it all up at the end. We see who's won. But really, we have a great time. And you love us for that. Right? Right? Right. So, uh, right. joining me um, today, we have some of our amazing hosts and some special guests as well. So, first of all, uh, Dom Lenoir uh, is one of our hosts. Hello, Dom. Hello. He's a director and producer. He's directed uh, thir 30 features before he was three. Uh, other way around. He's directed three <laughs> features before he was 30, including Winter Ridge, produced I Love My Mom, soundtrack to 16, and When the Screaming Starts, which is available now. Did well in Fright Fest this year. Hey Dom, how are you? Very good, just sort of finally winding down before Christmas after Great. a very long and exhausting season of filmmaking stuff. Season of filmmaking, good for you. <laughs> also joining us is Tobias Vies. He's a director and screenwriter uh, of TV, including the award-winning In the Dark. Still not award-winning though. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Have you still not won any awards? No. As long as it's not a short. <laughs> can we just give him an honorary award so he's got something? I'm going to honour you. So he can you. call himself an award-winning filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> the Filmmakers Podcast give you an award for being Toby. Congratulations. Thank you are now you. award-winning filmmaker. Uh, he has been the editor and producer of the Filmmakers Podcast for the last year. Hey, buddy. Hey, mate. How are you? Good. Happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to you. So nice to see your face. You mentioned earlier you're wearing black and obviously um, living in Austria that you don't have Christmas just to, you know, to fulfill our viewers' needs. Is this is this correct? No, it's not correct. Okay, good. Great. Also joining us uh, is Ian Sharp. He's the actor, he's a producer and film financier of films and TV, such as Bulletproof, Happy Valley, Band of Brothers, Kickoff, Killing Time, which he also co-wrote, The Marker, Westwood, A Northern Soul, A Deal with the Universe, Halston, Legacy Twist, and Arthur and Merlin, Knights of Camelot. And he's in the process of buying his boyhood club, Scunthorpe United. It is Ian Sharp, everyone. Yeah! How are you, mate? Be here. My Christmas. You missed last year's Christmas extravaganza, and you you were joint uh, potential winner with Phil, but it ultimately came second. That's why I'm not happy he's here. I mean, that's what. There's been a long rivalry for years between me and Ian. Yeah, you got a bit of stiff competition, Phil. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm here for my title. Yes, you are. Though I am the reigning champion, so there is that. I did win by um, a landslide. Not that I fixed it or anything, but I did win <laughs> last year. 
<laughs> set himself the questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also joining us is Callie Pasqualucci. She is a fantastic uh, social media manager and has been for the last few years. And we thought it would be fun for her to join us on this Christmas episode. She is just qualified as a yoga instructor uh, and she's a fabulous person. Callie Pasqualucci, everyone! Yeah! The voice behind the gram. Do you, <laughs> do you celebrate Christmas in your house? We definitely do in a big way. Yes. Do you have you put your tree up already? Is it like I mean obviously it's past Christmas now by the time this goes out. So I kinda hope so. Yes, our tree our tree's been up for a while. Right. Nice. Is it a, got any reindeer? Yeah, reindeer up. We don't have a reindeer. Um I feel like I need a prancer in my Everyone needs a prancer in their living room. That's <laughs> <laughs> what, what I got called at school, so perhaps that. <laughs> and which leads us perfectly on to Phil Hawkins. He is a uh, writer and producer, but mainly a director of The Butterfly Tattoo, Being Sold, The Last Showing, starring Emily Barrington, Four Warriors, and his brilliant fan film, Star Wars Origins, and Prancer, A Christmas Tale, which is now on Sky Movies right now, this Christmas. If you haven't watched it already, you're crazy. But if you haven't, go watch it now. Phil Hawkins, everyone! Yay! Hello! How are you, buddy? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm actually still Christmassy, um, considering I've been in a perpetual Christmas for two years making a Christmas film. <laughs> so uh, I'm good. Does it not kill it? Does it not make it, you go? No, it really doesn't. I do. I love Christmas. Um, that's why I put with you lot on these quizzes every year, because no one else will... <laughs> Invite me to a party. And it's my birthday at Christmas as well. So, is it what on the 25th? 26th. No, that doesn't count. Yeah. Boxing Day. Yeah. What do you do? It doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? Of course it counts. No one cares. Put them in a box. That's the problem. <laughs> it doesn't <Fine>. count. Happy <laughs> birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Some of us have to suffer through Christmas slash birthday presents, okay? It makes us <laughs> it makes us men characterful. Did you have a problem when you were a kid though? Because that must have been. No, 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 <laughs> really no. <not>. No. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yes. It's fine. 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 Everything's uh, fine. It's fine. Yeah, good, good. And and I'm also joining as well. I'm Giles. Alderson. I'm lucky enough to have been um, the director and producer and all writer of nine features. Ten. Oh my gosh. Including The Dare. Way! Drinking Game. World of Darkness. Arthur <laughs> and Merlin. Uh, Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Repeat. The Stranger in Our Bed. Starring Emily Barrington, Ben Lloyd Hughes and Samantha Bond. Wolves of War with Ed Westwick, Rupert Grace, and Three Day Millionaire, which is released now in cinemas and on Sky. Go watch it. Ah, uh, there you go. You are listening to uh, some of the UK indie films, uh, Movers and Shakers, ladies and gentlemen, and um, and me as well. Uh, so thank you all for joining us for this Christmas special. It's amazing. Listen, if you do like this podcast, you know, tell your friends. Let everyone know. Let everyone know about this podcast. So, as I've said, this is what's happening today. We're doing a quiz and we're doing topics in between. Now, shall we start with a quiz question? What do we think? Ian, what do you think? Should we do quiz or should we do topic? You know what? Let's start with a question first. Okay. Ian has spoken. Let's do it. So in that case, we what we have to do... Okay, so what are the rules, Dom? Phil? Anyone remember? <laughs> Wait, Callie's the rule girl. Wait, Callie's the rule girl. Callie, what are the rules? <laughs> She's looking at me like, what are you on about? There are no rules. Great. Perfect. All right. So here we go. This is it. The first question of 2022 Filmmakers Podcast Quiz. Ian Sharp, take it away. Okay. 
Does it need to be a film this year related, though, or just any random film <laughs> question? I haven't set this up correctly, have I? So there is two questions that our hosts will be asking today. One is a filmmaking question from 2022, which were the instructions I sent to you all. And the other is a bit of a fun one, which can be from a film or it can be from something else. But film related, obviously, is obviously better. Okay, Let's go for it. So hopefully this is not too difficult or maybe too easy. Okay. In the Matrix, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? Okay. Does Neo in the Matrix take the red pill or the blue pill? I think I think I know the answer. Anyone else think they know this? I think I know. Original Matrix, and Matrix are you doing Matrix Revolutions? Isn't it the same pill. We, we don't talk about that one. We don't talk about that one. I oh, know, not revolutions. What's the latest one called yeah, that we don't talk about? That's the one we don't talk about. No ah. resurrections? Resurrections? Yeah, resurrections. If only they hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian, your second question, please. Okay, this is uh, obviously somewhat related to a film this year. Yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah. obviously Miles Teller played Goose's child in the new Top Gun. Yeah. But what is is the name of the actor that played Goose in the original Top Gun. I know it. Yes. Yes. Know it. I've got one at least. Was that, a, was that a hard one or was that an easy one? Or? No, it, it's only hard if you don't know it, right? I've found yeah. that with quizzes. <laughs> it helps if you have a, a functioning memory, really. <laughs> Do you not, Dom? No, not really. Not, not with this stuff, no. Trivia just sort of floats in one out here and out the other. Oh... Oh, that's why you don't like doing the quizzes. Like, <laughs> not not really. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on then to our favourite film of the year. So we are doing a blog about this, by the way, with a lot of our hosts' favourite films, and we're talking about why we like them. But for now, let's go around the room and, and sort of discuss our favourite films of the year, runners and riders, who we thought really impressed us this year. Tobias V's, let's start with you. Has to be a feature film. <laughs> So my favorite film of the year is Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. I don't oh, know if you've okay. seen this one. Or Leo Grand, as it's called in the UK. Yeah, yeah. He's pushing it up. <laughs> mm. but Leo, like, why like I say I'm from Bernage and not Burnage in Manchester, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> my, my accent. You have an accent. Written by Katie Brandt, directed by Sophia Hyde, and it's starring Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormick. Yep. And uh, it's a film about life and sex and relationships. And it plays very cleverly with the male and female gaze and uh, brought me to tears, really, mm. in the cinema. That's beautiful. Uh, I was watching it in London and didn't know anything about the film. And uh, it caught me off guard. It was a very wow. beautiful experience. Yeah. I love that. Really cool. Yeah. I think I've not actually had time to see it I yet. Seen no, it, yeah. I haven't seen it. And to be honest, like, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I wasn't that excited to see it until you said that now. So... Interesting. A anything that makes Tobias cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, it's not on the film. Like, I don't think you've ever watched the trailer, but, you know, it's just not nothing. one I haven't rushed to see, which is probably the the problem. <laughs> mm. It's a secret gem, I think, of the year. That's really good. Thank you, Toby. Ian Sharp, favourite film of the year and why? It's it's Top Gun. I, I thought, well, that's so obvious because, obviously, uh, for me, it was just an absolute masterpiece, but I did prepare a second one just in case. Go on, go so on. So should I... Should I Go with the second yes, one. Please, yeah. So my second favourite film of the year, although it was close, was uh, Empire of Light. <gasps> Sam oh, Mendes' Empire yeah. of Light. It's not mm -hmm. out, everyone, listening until January the 9th. 
So you must have got an early version BAFTA membership or something. Yeah, we were, we were the uh, the premier, like the BAFTA premier yeah. thing. I, 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 no, I, oh, I okay. saw it at the Toronto Film Festival. Ooh, right. and um, just, just top trumped me there. Yeah, and it was my first ever trip. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was my first ever trip to, to TIFF. And wow, just the best festival market i've ever been to so i would highly recommend it if anyone gets chance mm -hmm. um but no i mean i went in there not really knowing much about the movie at all and it was just in, in a, just a beautiful love letter to to cinema and the impact that cinema has on a community and and uh, you know just films itself a love affair with filmmaking so i was just really moved because i related so much to the uh, forgive me i can't remember the, the young actor who played uh, the kind of young romantic lead in it. But that was me, you know, as an outsider, just uh, falling in love with cinema as a kid in Scunthorpe. Mm. And uh, so I, I related to it on a, on a human level. Uh, so I highly, highly recommend it. Oh, I love that. It's Sam Mendes. And I, I love anything that has to do with cinema or film within film. Mm. I, th I just think it's beautiful. Mm. Like that love letter. What's that fantastic film? Cinema Paradiso. That's it. Cinema Paradiso. Just beautiful. You know, and, and if this is anything like that, then I can't wait to watch it, especially mm. British as it well. Really, it was uh, Michael Ward, who was, he's incredible. Blue in story, this. right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. People have been Wonderful talking about him, about being the next big thing for a while. There's even James Bond talk as well with mm. Michael Ward. So, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Watch he, was out in, um, he was in Connor Burroughs, uh, something he produced recently, a short film. Oh, there about, you go. When the screaming starts, people. Ah, how wonderful, though. We don't and talk about short films. It is well like... <laughs> 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 it's big boys, big boys and girls. Uh, 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 but, uh, but, uh, I mean, Olivia Coleman as well is is obviously, she's the the lead and she is just incredible. And, and, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's such a nuanced kind of she, she I don't I don't think I'm giving any spoilers but this character is is struggling with mental health issues and I'm not sure I've ever seen a performance be that um nuanced and authentic uh, and uh and as and as detailed so honestly when it does come out I, I highly recommend it amazing love that Kelly what was yours so I have young children and a lot of the films <laughs> that I watch are animated <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> so I originally um, said Encanto was my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. But actually, when I was thinking about it, my favorite person on the podcast is connected mm -hmm. to my favorite film, and that it was Cyrano. I really mm -hmm. loved it. Oh, cool. Yes, of course. Fantastic episode with the director Joe Wright. Yeah, absolutely. That was great because we had Peter Dinklage on as well and mm. uh, and Kelvin Harrison Jr. talking about making of that film. Yeah, you're right. Serrano. Gosh, it was a musical as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's why I Fabulous. like it. Plan Canto is an awesome film as well. Right. Like, yeah, you know, it's an animated film. My God, that film has so much heart and the music is incredible and, you know, and it's just my daughter has it on repeat. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's it's always playing our house or in the car. So, oh, Have you seen Spirited yet? Um, we don't uh, obviously, right, because that's a musical as yes. well. And obviously we're talking about, uh, we had them on the podcast uh, last week Phil's as well. Rival. Sean Anders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Uh, Phil Hawkins, favourite film of the year? Uh, probably um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, just um, thought it was spectacular. I thought it just dealt with the multiverse in a really fascinating and humorous and and comedic and you know visual way um great 
to see uh, Ki Huai Chan Quan, Quan sorry, yeah. um, you know, back acting since you know Temple of Doom, mm, uh, which is awesome, days. and he was great, and um, it was just. I knew from the trailer that I was like, I got to see this film and I managed to catch it, you know, before it really took off in terms of, you know, the box office and the buzz about it. So I was really, I went to it completely blind and uh, it was just a great time. The, um, the, 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 the Daniels, I think it's, they call themselves collectively mm. Dan and Dan who wrote and directed it. Just a great ride. And it just showed, and, and, you know, and then the kind of sort of slight disappointment of what Dr. Strange and the multiverse was kind of, it was amazing how a film that cost, you know, 25 million <laughs> all in could make, you know, a hundred plus. See, I'm going to be a bit, you might not like this. I watched this and I was a bit disappointed. Really? And I was as well, yeah. Wow, yeah, I, that's surprising. I did, it didn't yeah. do it for me. I was like, I, It was good, but it, wasn't, it didn't grab it me. It didn't grab me either. Maybe the mm. hype was so big at the time. Yeah, Everyone was talking yeah, yeah. about, you have to watch it. Possibly. I mean, I saw it with knowing, no, apart from a trailer, knowing nothing. And I had such a ride. I was like, it was totally unexpected. And I, and, uh, and it's interesting that like how how you can be spoiled by hype, you know. Yes, uh, it makes you a bit more guarded, doesn't it? A bit more like when we all sat down and started watching Top Gun Maverick, folding our arms. Yeah, go and, and, this and is they start terrible. Oh, we go copying. Okay, we're already copying. You know, backlit sunset <laughs> shots from Tony Scott. Here we go. Here we go. And then you mm -hmm. just come out going. Yeah! <laughs> you know? so yeah no I, I thought it was great I thought it was really inventive I thought you know it was hilarious Sottish fingers uh, and um, yeah mm -hmm. I, just, I loved it yeah for me I, I was similar in the sense that I went for a film that was a bit different and out there and I really really liked RRR or Triple R it's if you haven't seen this movie it is phenomenal. Uh, it's on Netflix now. It's uh, S.S. Rajamouli's historical comedy. And it's so much amazing action. It's so balls out. The special effects nerds and action people on YouTube have been going crazy for this movie. What they achieved. I mean, the budget was high, but it's breathtaking. It's beautiful. Uh, um, this, for me, blew me away in terms of filmmaking, in terms of what you could do with a camera, what you could do with dance numbers and still make them interesting, exciting. Uh, the action blew me away and funny as hell as well, especially, you know, sometimes in a different language, it's hard to get the humour. And I think here it was it was stunning, absolutely stunning. So RRR or Triple R, whichever title it is given, I loved it. Uh, second only to Prancer, A Christmas Tale Yay! by Phil Hawkins. Oh, I mean, I was going to drop in the 3D Millionaire as well, so we'll do that now. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it now but, it's too late. <laughs> actually i've literally just got back from seeing matilda so i probably could have put that up there as well because that's an absolute phenomenal film really okay tom lamar well yeah yeah top gun obviously um obviously. Yeah. yeah i mean it, it was just it was just such a ludicrous joy in the cinema like, mm -hmm. i was sort of shaking with joy um like most of the way through it and it was, it was like, i've never felt like that in a film since probably since like interstellar or when i was actually a kid um so that that's a pretty big achievement i completely agree what was it yeah. about it ian and dom that you what really grabbed you because i know what grabbed me well it was it was the first of all it was like the first five minutes it was like right okay they're they're at least respect they're, they're respecting where this came from like they're they're taking us back they're taking us back basically to like when cinema was was a sort of a golden age of action action films where people made fun exciting but you know cool movies mm. um and, and so like i knew immediately it was in good hands like the nostalgia was there like the epic sort of 
you know, it's the stuff which you might, some people might think the is music, corny. The titles, To me, to me, to me it. it was just yeah. like, oh, fucking hell, I'm back, in, back to childhood. And then, and then it just, the, the pace was just phenomenal. Um, mm. And then, you know, the actual mission was so ludicrous and just the, the way that they sort of pulled it off. And, you know, the cliches were just handled well. It was just, it was just a joy. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly the same. It, it, it threw me back to... And it, <laughs> One, I, I took my eldest son to, to watch it. Um, and um, I think the only movies he'd ever seen have been animations, which have been amazing. But he, for the first time at, at a cinema, saw a grown-up movie, a, a proper movie for me. And like Dom touched on, it, it kind of reminded me when I remember when I watched Independence Day back in the day. And yes. just, you remember when like the White yes. House blew up and stuff, oh. you were just like, yeah. you were in, 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 exactly, you were in, immersed the wagon. in justice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just exactly. So it just, it just, it made me feel like a giddy child again. That we, I, we literally at the end of the movie, I, we we got in the car and I just put on the Top Gun soundtrack and just we we're just blasting thirty mile an hour down a thirty mile an hour. But like you know, <laughs> listening to and, stuff, and, it, and it, it just it felt like I'd, I'd had that my first ever connection with my son in a in a cinema. And for me, that was just even more special. But you know, it was boundary pushing. It was Tom Cruise. You know, it was it was it was that throwback to that kind of golden era of kind of like nineties, kind of even eighties action spectacles. So, uh, and that's what made me fall in love with cinema is the truth. Uh, so I just loved, it. absolutely loved it. Ah, uh, that's so. I think it will have been pretty much in all our top fives of this year I, it, it'd be, I think it would be hard for it not to be certainly in our top 10 it's so well made Joe Krasinski has been on the podcast ladies and gentlemen if you didn't know um, uh, he has been on the you podcast you might have threw our wild spamming yes and, we did uh, a lot of spamming we did a lot of videos slightly, slightly pushed that about, sorry everyone Dom you did a great interview honestly that was a really really good interview oh, thank you. it wasn't like because I, I get I sometimes get obsessed with you know films that I've loved and just go and listen to every podcast ever. And I'd already listened to a whole bunch with him and you know, you tackle some stuff I hadn't heard, you know, so it wasn't mm. it wasn't like token answers and stuff. So so yeah, well done, mate, because you know it's a lot of pressure, you know. So no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did brilliantly <laughs> well. It was like, Are you are you free on Monday? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, Tom. You did honestly, I love the Thank episode, I love listening back. So that's Joseph Kaczynski, the director of Top Gun Maverick, four episodes ago, episode three hundred and eleven. To be honest, the episodes we've talked about in this podcast that or we do talk about, we will put in the show notes, but do listen to that one, Joseph and Dom. Uh, fabulous it's a fabulous chat um absolutely amazing just, just wanted to quickly quickly slide in because i know there's a, there's a few in. sort of second se <laughs> a few secondary suggestions I, I wanted to say that the the fablemans was my secondary one just because it was such a yes. honest look at what well, it is I, to be a filmmaker i've not seen it yet again my birthday like usually Spielberg movie i can watch on my birthday it's basically no. a Spielberg movie that's coming out when january January. Yeah, there's, January. Not, okay. there's not going to be any spoilers in, in my review, but <laughs> it's just a really touching film about about like what it is the, the struggle of being a filmmaker and that magic and inspiration that we have as kids that leads us there and and that that should be enough for any filmmaker to go, want to go and watch it. So I'll, I'll leave there it there. To keep, Lovely. Keep Phil from from having a bad time throwing a gasket sorry cool alright that was our favourite films of the year uh, section <laughs> so let's get on to our second quiz question hands up who wants to be next okay I'll go Toby is next go for it okay Toby. so first question The Woman King starring Viola Davis oh, is a historical okay. epic inspired by true events 
yep. that took place in the kingdom of Dahomey. What decade is the film set in? Plus minus a decade, because it's, oh, it's hard. No. Please give us like at least a, a, a sort of a century or two. So it's in the 19th century. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so, so we just guess that, do we get it the nearest 10, the person who gets it the nearest gets the point. Should yeah. we go with that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. I Nin think, all right. So it's in the 19th century, 19th century. Okay, good. So those who know their history should have worked out that so that's a bit of a clue. <laughs> okay cool so second question please toby second question fun question name the last five best picture oscar winners what uh yes all five from 2018 to 2022 i can't even remember what was last year can we just have like the last two <laughs> i literally cannot remember i know i know will smith slapped someone but did he win did his film win best picture no Thank you. Oh, All right, damn good. it. Oh. <laughs> now I need to change my answer. No, of course I know what... Yeah, it's not sorry. King of Richard. Of course I know what won it last year. I have a connection to it. Does that help you, Giles? Were they on the podcast? Uh, this is what I need to know. No. Joe Wright didn't win last year. He was nominated. His film was nominated. You, you have a connection to it, Phil, you say, to the film won last year. Kind of. <laughs> oh, oh, Okay. Dino De Laurentiis? Uh, no, Raffaella, but yes. Okay, well, yes, Raffaella. Yeah. Oh, thank God I remember that now. Oh. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving clues away. I literally cannot remember who won it last year, let alone the year I before. Can, I can only actually remember four, and now I'm blank. I need to now think of a Which film. Which year, Phil? Because I might have that year. I'll swap I for you. I can give you a clue. Can you give us clues? So hang on. So we're going, what, how far are we going back now? This helps me because I can't think of a fourth. 2018. 2018. Oh, so it's not, because I'm, I'm now going back to like Birdman, which obviously was not 2018. That was way. Birdman won <laughs> 2015. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a while ago. And like, all I can now think of is films like Argo or yes. like yes. 12 Years a Slave. Like they're all nice. in Rape the past. Argo, oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> There's one I can remember, but I can't remember the bloody name of the film. <laughs> Tom just said there's one I can remember, but I can't remember the name of the film. <laughs> I know the whole film, I just can't remember the title. What? Is that not... What? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Who's in it, Tom? If I describe it, it would definitely give it away to everyone else. Great, and describe give you a point. it. No. <laughs> we might be able to give you a point if you describe it. Write it down. <gasps> Look at that Quizmaster in. Okay. It was the it was the Korean um, best picture win. Best, oh best picture yes, winner. yes, thank you. Um, and it was it was set in, in the the house where they have the secret. Thanks, Tom. Uh, that's the one I've forgotten. So yeah, yeah I've got no, five now. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Although yeah. I think one of them is still another old one. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just you I know, just can't remember the name. A beautiful it's mind. Just... Uh, <laughs> Independence <laughs> Day. Kinder's yeah. list. That was one. The original Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, original Top Gun. I, I am not getting any. Do you have to get all five to get a point? If you get more than three, you can get a point. And if you get all five, you get two points. Yes. Okay, very good. All right. There is 
five of us taking part in this quiz. So we've done two questions so far. There's three more questions to come. So let's go to a topic, uh, shall we? What do we think's changed in the industry in the last year? And what issues would you want to change? You know, bring it back to some serious filmmaking topic points. That is the Filmmakers Podcast. And we've all got critical faces on right now, which really, really fills me with lots of hope for this one. <laughs> Phil, you look like you might have an answer. No, you've why made, are you coming to me? I've, because I, all I've done well, is make released, a film this year. Exactly. You made a film, and uh, a studio movie, in this current climate, and you got it released you know, onto Sky Store, which it's on now. That's your fit. Ian's so uh, annoyed with this, he's left He's left the Zoom window. I, I was actually intrigued to, from Ian's perspective what he was thinking, <laughs> not to deflect it. But I mean, look, I have been heads down in making one film all year. So I've had, you know, the, the joy of doing that as a filmmaker to just concentrate on one thing, you know, is, is, is you know, is a, is a lovely thing to do. I think, you know, uh, it's nice that, COVID is not uh, coming out of budget lines <laughs> so much. Uh, I know the start of the year was completely... I, I, God, I'm so bored talking about COVID. But like, you know, it was... Everyone was... like I, I just literally just got back from Romania. I went to the crew screening and there were people's faces that I, you know, were like, hi, how you doing? Oh my God, you're... Oh yeah, you're the guy I spent every day with for the past two months and I didn't remember I didn't recognise you because I cut to your mouth so that's nice that we've all been there you know <laughs> hopefully dialed down <laughs> but yeah I think um, I, I'm not being really in the trenches of indie film so I'm not quite sure how um, that's changed um, Ian <laughs> Just to throw it over to yep. you. No, but I mean, you I, like I know you've you've been uh, producing film this year. You made you know made a film with one of my my good friends and and things. So um, has it changed from a sort of finance financing perspective? Is it has it got harder? You know, austerity and all this stuff going on in the world. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't really do film much film financing anymore. But um, what I'm I'm seeing or I'm hearing a lot of, uh, and I think for me, twenty twenty. 22, you know, was it was a good year. You know, we had I had a couple of movies uh, get made, but I really mm. have pushed into television. And uh, I, I went to MIPCOM for the first time, which is a, a TV market in Cannes um, every year. And uh, what was really interesting was that um, budgets are not necessarily... Um, how do I explain this? Like talent is still very, very expensive, but we're having to like, you know, bring down the budgets, which ultimately has a, an impact on, 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 on producers and, and, and production. And what was quite surprising to me as someone stepping into TV was now the demand for private equity in television as well as film so clearly I, I, going forward i think as a as a creative producer i would say because i'm i wouldn't say i'm necessarily the best on set producer i'm i'm someone that is is probably a, a, a you know i'm a, a jack of all trades in that sense a master of none so i'm i'm good at finding pockets of finance or getting a good team around me to be able to then produce um so i i would say you know now more than ever and considering Netflix, all the staff that it's let go and, and you look at all the kind of these bigger companies are all kind of merging together. Like just the other day, I saw a really, I can't remember what the movie is, but a really successful movie and it had 
two big sales agents attached to it, not not just one. So clearly, everyone is is fighting for the same pockets of money. How how does it work with that? Has two two more two more places for your money to get destroyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or two two lots of uh, sales agent expenses coming out of your budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I maybe you don't know the question, Ian, but uh, you said like, oh, private finance coming to television. But like, how does that work with them getting their money back? Is it like if it sells, like there isn't really a yeah, you know. It's, 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 Similar, sim- similar in the fact that you know they'll get their money back from different territories. Right. So um, you know, or, or you know, or they might, you know, there might be an upside with you know, um, uh, you know, say if the show goes into a second series or a third series or whatever. So that there's a maybe a long tail uh, uh, return, but um, I don't, I don't want to put a downer on it. I, th- I think everything's cyclical, but it definitely feels like it's. It's even more competitive now than it than it it, it maybe was during coming out of COVID, and, and some of us were lucky enough to shoot during COVID. It seemed like wow, there was a lot of opportunity quickly again, and then suddenly it feels like oh no, it's quickly dried up again. And I think film, I, I know it, it, it it's supposedly recession proof, but but now these bigger conglomerates, these corporations, they tend to own the streamers. I mean, Amazon's bottom line has an impact on Amazon Prime's bottom line. It, it, it's, it's bound to. So so I do think it's a bit more challenging, So which then opens up the doors for, again, just more creative co-producing or collaboration. You know, really, you really do need to have, have to have a, a, a team of producers or production companies uh, together than, than necessarily just kind of going at it uh, alone. So that... That's that's a trend that I, I I've noticed, but I live in that world anyway. Like I'm always trying to find partners to, to to make stuff with. So it's nothing necessarily new, but I think the bigger companies are are starting to feel the hit now a little bit as well. So that's that's one thing I would highlight. You mentioned there, which I thought was really interesting about cast and how it can be. You touched on it very slightly, but it's very difficult these days for indie filmmakers. Like say, cast are doing big telly, and they're getting paid big money to do telly and now the agents don't want them to come and do an indie film for 30 grand or 100 grand it's like why they don't because they can get paid more for an episode of something and that's really hard for us to go get names for our indie films so for me what i've learned in 2022 is that it shifted the industry shifted massively we you know we were lucky to to make um, films this year you know I, I think so it feels that way it feels like it's it's suddenly just got really really hard for indie filmmakers to make a splash as well you know it doesn't matter how much you push or how much you put it in cinemas or where you go it you're fighting against so many tv channels now you're fighting against a new thing that's out every day there's a new series there's a new this there's a there's the sequel there's the the next uh, uh, season you're up against those as well as indie films. So I think for indie filmmakers right now, it's as tough as it's been. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It doesn't mean you can't make films and put getting the foot in the door. I don't know. I think I think it's very hard. Um, I think anyone who has done it is it's it's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. All those people have been on the podcast. Amazing. Well, I think that whole you know tour you've done with 3D Millionaire, Dom and Giles was just great i mean such a success story and i hope other filmmakers are looking at that and thinking because i remember you know i think i said this before but or to dom like when dom did it for his film 
Winter Ridge a while ago, before he even really knew Don, I was like, who is this guy doing this cinema? That's a, that's, how has he done this? <laughs> and then, you know, obviously you've done it again with 3D Millionaire and like packed out screenings, you know, you're putting in the, the miles to go around and get people out into a cinema um, to watch film and then hopefully talk about, you know, the film and, you know, and hopefully reflect sales. But I thought that was a really clever way of clever way of doing it and and and, and hats off, you know. Thank, well, thank, thank you very much. I mean, one of the main things that uh, I've, I've really learned through doing the cinema runs is that these indie cinemas are real community places. And, and I don't just mean that in a sort of a, a sort of a generic sense, like as in a lot of the, these people have regulars that do go down to the cinema that still love cinema. And they actually like these sort of charming places. And like, you know, one of them had a antique shop yeah. built into the bottom half of it. Another one was like just really old fashioned, but really charming. And, and it, it's these little ones actually that don't have the overheads and the crazy runnings uh, of the old ones where it's just, it's just somewhere nice for people to go and find a bit of peace and, and community. And you know, if you if you can dodge in amongst the sort of the big programmings, it's only one night. You, you can do it. Mm. I think it's vital you do do that as indie filmmakers. Listen, anyone who's got an indie film right now in the UK or any country, actually, call cinemas. They are interested because you're going to turn up and do a Q and A, and that's different for them. They can put it on the website. We're doing a Q and A with the filmmakers. That is a huge selling point. If actors turn up as well, even better. But I tell you what, it's not impossible. You can do it. You've just got to have the balls and belief that you can do. It. You've got to make a lot of DCPs and send a lot of posters around. But that's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put make it part of your package. That now more people are talking about Three Millionaire than they would be if it just went straight on Sky. You know, even though we're in uh, showcase cinemas around the UK, you're making your own publicity. I, I think just on that, like you guys, the intention was always, no, regardless of what the sales or distribution companies would say is, no, we are going to have a theatrical release. This is going to be an experience. And I think, I think now more than ever, um, I think that whatever you decide to put your efforts towards, maybe film or TV short or whatever is what is your intention with mm. that project? And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I'm guessing for Jack and yourself, Giles, it was like to give back to the Grimsby community, to give back to the, to the cinema community. And, and that's why I think I resonated so much with empire of light was, and, and as a filmmaker, because look, there's no getting away from it. It is probably the hardest industry to make a living is mm -hmm. the bottom line. Right. Yeah. Um, but you have to fight for your wins that your end, whatever that might be. And if that is having a sold out screening, incredible and multiple sold out screeners, as you've done, Giles, like you must, must, must never lose that because it, otherwise you can get bogged down in the business side of it and, and availabilities and production finance and blah, 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 blah. Like ultimately it's like what draws you to why you want to do this as, as a living. Um, and, 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 and yeah, I mean, I think maybe I'm going on a, a rant there, but like uh, that, that now more than ever, you've got to cling on to that, you know? And I do think we will have another, I, th I think it, I think it can get better, you know, as long as you can stay the course. So I, I would advise anyone that's getting into this industry or, or is already established in this industry, have different streams of, of like income or, or opportunities in me. You don't just have to be a film producer or a director. I have a talent agency. You have to try and find other ways of supporting yourself because then eventually that project that you make and you put your heart, heart and soul into could be the next 
parasite or whatever, you know? So you've got yeah, to find a way of having a space. That's the one I'm There's another one. See what I did there. See what I did there. Yeah. 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 That's so oh, good. Yeah. But oh, you're well, so I mean, right, Ian. It's so it true. Actually, this could so be his right. science and lambs. I mean, that, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and that, that actually that touched me in, in a really, in a, in, a, in a really nice way because it's true. You like we, th- th- I got so much joy from seeing the audience. You know what I mean? Come out afterwards and watching the film. That was amazing. Uh, you know, as much as it, it, it wasn't, it was difficult at times. You know, you're going, you're knackered, you're still, you're touring around with the same film, and you're talking about the film. But actually, what a joy! You don't get to do that every day. And yeah, absolutely right. You know, as much as money's important, you want to pay investors back. You have to get bogged down in the production side sometimes. But actually, enjoy those little wins. Enjoy those cinema runs. Wow. So yes, thank you for that. Let's go on to our third question. Okay. Speaking of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> To the nearest scent, no, to the nearest... Um, Are we talking about smelling scent or scent money scent? Just any scent? Money. I, Having I, I was going to say to the nearest million, but maybe it could be the nearest tens of million because it's how Common much money sense. this thing is made. Mm. How much currently, as of this moment, according to Box Office Mojo, has Top Gun Maverick made at the international box office? Oh, I know this one. I know, I know the answer. It's exactly the same as Three Day Millionaire. So. <laughs> <laughs> one one um, cent. <laughs> no sense. <laughs> Obviously, it's made over a billion. Are we doing it? Who gets it the nearest? nearest Is billion. That, yeah. To the nearest? No, it's not nearest billion. Well, <laughs> nearest. Yeah, get nearest. Nearest billion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't we? To, to the nearest, like tens of millions, I suppose, or hundreds of millions? Well, I mean, just whoever's nearest, This really, is ridiculous. <laughs> like, how much money is this film Well, no, made? because some people might be as close and they deserve a point as well, right? Or is it, they only get a point if you get it the closest. Callie, this is up to you. I would say, let's be kind, it's Christmas. We'll give the closest, as in, like, two, maybe. The closest two. Okay, yeah. all right, there we go. Second question, please, Phil Hawkins. Okay, multiple choice. Um, oh. Speaking of my favourite film of the year, screw you guys. Um, it's called Screw You Guys. You didn't mention that. Earlier. <laughs> everything, ever, all at once has <laughs> has international titles. Okay, so which one of these is the is, is an international title that was used for the film? Do we know the film, or are you just no? Guessing? Sorry, the film is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Okay, great. Sorry, but it's I got wasn't some paying attention. Brilliant international titles because that's a very one, a hard one to translate. So here, so here's. Three, uh, yeah. So is it A, in an instant, the entire universe? Is it B, and I won't swear. You can. <laughs> Weird woman warrior Fs around and saves the universe. That's B. Or C, sure. so many, so effing many universes. Wait, so it's either a, <laughs> right? the so international it, title. These are the official international word. titles. Okay, one of these is right. The other ones are made up. So, which one of these is correct? So, is it so? Is it A in an in an instant the entire universe? Is it B weird woman warrior f's around and saves the universe, or is it C? So effing many universes. Wow, the, the fact that it's one of those blows my mind. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> that's, uh, that that's is great. crazy. So uh, 
international titles, man. I, I love them. They're awesome. But yeah, I thought that was particularly funny. Uh, Do we have film. an international title for Prancer, A Christmas Tale yet? I think it's just called Prancer, A Christmas Tale everywhere. Boom. I've seen it. I know. Not a fucking reindeer strikes <laughs> again. Effing <laughs> reindeer movie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they missed out, didn't they? They could have had a shit ton of sales. Let's, let's bring it back to... I, I think that topic was really interesting, what we were going down there, and I think that was really great. I suppose maybe on that then, what sort of arising stars have we seen this year or do we think are going to break out next year in terms of directors, producers, writers, actors? And we can just go around real quick if there's anyone we think has done really well and probably will be flying again next year. Dom? Uh, I'm going to go for my pal Sonia. Uh, she's doing great things. Sonia O'Hara? Yes. Doomsday yeah. director. That's Fantastic. One, yeah. yeah, she's doing yeah, really she, well. She's really, yeah. Um, just, yeah, she's doing so well. She's blown up. She's made a couple of feature films since we spoke. If yeah. you haven't heard that podcast, it's great. It is episode 271. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. I think that's great. I also think uh, Chloe Chudasama and Leroy Kincaid are going to do really well. I think they're going to keep making stuff. I think Phil Stevens, Laura, Laura Turner, Hannah Douglas, who made Lapwing, going to keep breaking out. Um, I think and Lauren Hadaway as well who made the no the novice but for me Phil Barantini has been my little star of the year obviously Boiling Point um has done incredibly well but he's going from strength to strength he's making a lot of tv but uh, he's making Boiling Point tv series as well which is incredible considering they started out as a short Toby one for you uh and it turned into what it turned into it's just you know megalith award-winning feature film one take type of movie so yeah for me it's phil balantini uh and phil hawkins as well who's on the phil lists of people who will do well yeah, called yeah. phil gotta mention the phil's yeah i, I was going to just mention mr Valentini as well because i thought you know bowling point was bold and, and brave and and very well made and um you know, and um, even though I have issues with his ending, Phil, if you're listening, uh, but um, it's uh, yeah, it was it was just lovely to see a true, real one take wonder. If you're listening, mm. Mendez, with your cuts, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil's in all the time, burning big directors. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is in my top five of this year it was very close uh to be my top one yeah it was I, I loved it i thought it was brilliant bit of filmmaking stephen graham's incredible in it toby i'd go with lauren hadaway yeah you mentioned her before she's the writer director of the novice and we had an mm -hmm. episode with her um mm -hmm. episode 260 tobias knows his podcast episode <laughs> <laughs> dom can't even remember who won the oscars last year oh wait that was me it's parasite <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's up to any new feature film for next year, but she's definitely one that I will follow. Well, I can't wait to see what she do does yeah. next. The novice was brilliant. The yeah. novice is amazing, amazing. And what she talked about within the episode as well—that she really struck the, the water stuff. She struck. She thought I haven't got enough footage and then when she got into the edit they made that and you just go wow yeah. and yeah. it's raining and they really struggled to make it so yeah that that's really good i also uh, just to chuck a couple of more in because i can natalie bancari as well uh, who made wolf uh, this year which uh, it didn't do as well as i thought it was going to do but it's still a fantastic film she's a fantastic director um ian yourself uh yeah so there's a few actually uh, that really caught my eye <clears throat> recently michael ward i know we've already mentioned i, I think he's he's going to do huge things um 
Um, a producer friend of mine, uh, uh, Helen Gladders, who's just made her debut feature for A24 called Tuesday, which I think is like a $10 million budget movie, which is just bonkers. Um, can I mention someone that I've just worked with uh, Please, uh, on a yeah. film, a director? Yeah. Yep. So, so. Oh, stop it. Come on, stop it. I'm here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, um, I'm biased uh, towards George Jacks, who, you know, I just worked together on Black Dog. But for me, not only, you know, he's 20, I mean, he's 21 when he uh, um, directed this movie. Um, that's, it's currently in post now, but he's 21. He's the screen star of tomorrow, 2022. He's, he's written it, produced it, directed it. And he's also the lead in several shows. I think um, uh, A Town Called Malice, which is coming out soon. Uh, is it Serpent Queen, I think? Serpent Queen, yeah. Uh, I've seen, Ian, I've seen it. It's it's a very, very good movie. It's a very good movie. And, well, and I was you. on set one day and yeah, helped he, he, stop traffic one day and put cones out. That was, you know. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I mean, I, I can't take credit for that movie. That's Ken massively and definitely George. I mean, it, honestly, for someone so young, he's incredibly uh, mature and just tenacious so i definitely think he's he, he's one to watch george jacks okay george jacks yeah and then and i watched another i don't want to another movie ahead of time because my wife's a part of BAFTA. so we watched um a film the other day called a pale blue eye uh with christian bale and um is it harry I've heard of christian melling bale. harry melling oh harry melling from harry potter um, yeah harry from potter? Sir, yeah he's um, fantastic he was yeah in the, so he, he queen one he the, plays the chess. um chess uh, yeah, he plays Edgar Allan Poe, and oh my, my wow. God, what what an incredible performance! Like the, you know, to, to 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 act opposite a heavyweight like Bale and just hold the screen is just a. Uh, I was like, wow! I didn't really know too much of his work besides the obvious, you know, Harry Potter. But yeah, no, people have been talking about him for a while actually, Ian, about saying Harry Melling is going. He's literally been that. The Queen's Gambit, that was it. He was fantastic. And he's one of those who often plays the annoying sort of twatty character, but actually he's so good at it and he's so fantastic. I think he's just going to break out. So yeah, brilliant. Can I, can I throw in another one? Seeing as we're doing sort of ones that we've Throw him in. I mean, I, I'm going to throw in Jack's, Jack Spring as well. So right. I well, think okay, he's I'm going to go well. for Rising Star, Konoburu. Yeah. Mostly because I'll never hear the end of it, but also because he's great. <laughs> Yeah, agree. When the screaming starts is fantastic for a debut movie. Absolutely brilliant. Jed Shepard's going to go from strength to strength, as is Rob Savage as well. You know, all those guys. It, it's it's so lovely to see, you know, people come on the podcast. Uh, Tom Palmer, another one as well. All my friends hate me. That was a great little film, that. Uh, the list goes on, you know, and I think that's what's been wonderful this year. We've had so many amazing guests on. We'll come to those as well. And who is our top guest of the year uh, or most listened to? But uh, JP Watts, another one. The war below. That's the that's the big competition. Forget, forget the, the quiz stuff. How, how come the quiz never wins? I mean, surely everyone tunes into this, you know? <laughs> yeah, for the quiz. To be honest, yeah. the numbers on our Christmas episodes are always really good. <laughs> <laughs> we just chat shit. Yeah, people like our shit for some reason. Let's speaking of quiz. Let's get to the next uh, quiz question. Shall it be me? Let's be me. All right. So my first one. What color jumpsuit? Did the doppelgangers wear in Jordan Peele's Us? Oh, God. Um, Not sure if that one appealed to me. Very good, Dom. Haven't done any puns today. That might be your first pun, Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah. That's shocking. This is disappointing work from you. What are we paying you for? 
Exactly. What do we pay you for? People tune in for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Second question. What year do Marty and Doc travel forward to in Back to the Future Part 2? (laughs) Feels like he should know this. Of course I've got it. (laughs) Speaking of travelling back in time, um, how do we... How have we kept focus this year? It's been a busy year for me, to be honest. It's been kind of... Who says we have? What? So you're saying you haven't kept focus? <laughs> no, no, just doing it in there. All right, okay. Carry on. <laughs> it's, it's great banter. It's great, great for a podcast, that. <laughs> I, like I said, my year's been, like, full on. It hasn't stopped. Uh, three movies out this year, which is insane. It's filming on TV series. I'm not, like, bigging myself in any way. But actually, it, what I meant was, what I'm talking about by that is, there's quite a lot to do there's quite a lot to promote and two films coming out at the same time was very annoying it was like okay hey guys go watch my film oh here's poor, another poor one poor Giles he's got all these films out no but I, that's his, what I mean he's unlimited money and he's they, happy <laughs> limited money <laughs> only but my 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 point is by that is it's actually as much as that's like you work so hard to get a film out for them to both come out at the same time earlier The Stranger in Our Bed and Wolves of War it was, it was actually really annoying because you kind of go hey guys here's a film that's coming out oh and by the way there's a trailer for my other one. Oh, and that's come out a week later or whatever it's I'm so sorry yeah, thank you you should be I, I want tiny violins everywhere for me <laughs> Tobias people, has sarcasm on his face by the way people <laughs> chucking like shit at the podcast devices go what yeah. a dick <laughs> I'm just, just, just for PR reasons this isn't sounding great at the moment Charles <laughs> but <laughs> two Phil's films coming out, out here, everyone yeah. else is struggling <laughs> but my two films he's <laughs> <laughs> digging can we, oh my God. can we add an echo to uh, his so it sounds like that bottom of the hole yeah. he's in no but Giles I mean it was also kind of you know from, from outside looking in though it's kind of a really cool and positive thing that like yeah, you know, something to aspire to, you know, and two very different films as well. So thank you, Phil, for pulling me out of the hole. Not only are you greedy, you're also a show off. Says says Phil, who's just made his film. <laughs> yeah, studio movie. The smug podcast people that just oh, made their sorry. movie. Okay, fine. We, uh, we have to be quiet then. Okay. Well, hang on, Dom. You've had three. You had three movies out yeah, this year, yeah, Dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not complaining <laughs> about any of them. I'm, I'm happy they're all out. You know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy they're all out. Toby's crying in the corner. I'm mostly like... saying this for Banda's sake. You know, I think it is yes. great that you've all got yeah. movies out. But it, it, no, of it, course, it's, I, I, what I will say is it's it's difficult when you when you sort of feel like you've hit a bit of peak spamming and it's like, oh, how much more do I have to promote my stuff? Yeah. And well, like, that's oh, it, how isn't much it? Patience yeah. do people have that? That's that's yeah. that's, that's that's agreeable. Yeah. Well, it dilutes it. What's what I found mm. is, and again, I'm not complaining. Listen, I'm over the moon to have any kind of film out. You know, no, not at all. But it dilutes it, and I think anyone who's got any kind of film out has you know and you've got to promote it you've got to talk about it it's been it's, it's i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i just i think i think what my question and i suppose well, the thing i wrote down that i want to talk about is how do we cope through the tough times and i was trying to think okay has my year been tough yes because it's been a lot of promotion but no because you had films out so I, what have i got to complain about you know what i mean that's that was kind of my point of it all but it's it's a weird one. I'd say my my sort of realization has, has been like cut back on the caffeine and the sort of sugar and the extreme stress inducing sort of diet when you're going through such you know long exhausting stretches of stuff. So mm. that, that's kind of been my lesson really is that, that like film on its own is very tiring and it is very challenging and it can be yeah. very stressful. And, and you do you sort of have to you have to look at your sort of diet and your way of life and make sure you've got enough 
you know, downtime and and moments to chill out and see your friends and, and do all those things and, and family. And I think that, that balance is is very important to, to keep going. Do you not get that feeling, and I'm pointing this to the group though, when you do do that, that you feel guilty that you are now not oh, yeah. doing what yeah, you're yeah. supposed to 100%. be doing? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Always, Ooh. yeah. Christmas is the only, Christmas is like the only time I switch off really. Like, right. Yeah, I would say as much as it's been a big, busy year it's been i've struggled the most i I would say with my physical health because you when you are so involved in production and uh you know the pressure is on uh, and you know everybody a lot of the times not all the times looks to the producer and goes fix it or stop fucking it up or whatever Mm. you know that is very demanding uh it does it does I think it takes a certain character to try and get through those moments. I, I, I think it, I can definitely go and understand why m- maybe certain individuals, even colleagues have, have, have maybe backed away from the industry for a while, not forever, but they, they need some time away. And I, I've definitely felt like as much as I'm not helping myself with trying to buy a football club, it has been <laughs> a bit of a distraction, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, it, but it has been a bit of a distraction because I, 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 it's funny. I mean, when we, when we were, t- we were kind of prepping for this, you know, you mentioned about 10 movies and, and the truth is I probably genuinely haven't watched that many films this year because it, it, you know, you're so in it all the time and during the day and everybody's looking to you to what's next or how do we fix this and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is watch a movie or, or, or a show you want to escape. And, 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 and I think, I, I can hand on heart say that it's been the most challenging for my uh, career, 100%. But then, it, you know, again, you, you have to gut check. Why, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? So I think there's real, um, uh, sorry to ramble and take, but I, I think there's real strength in in having the courage to go, you know what? It really is quite hard, but I'm still going to plow on, you know? Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think in terms of um, contrast, I mean, for me, 2021, was probably my most stressed I've ever had got in terms of work because I took after COVID took too much on said yes to everything and then had to juggle it all to you know to the the quality I adhere you know to myself you know my own that on my own professionalism and this year um, it was a real gift just to concentrate on one thing. And for my own mental health, for my own, you know, for my own creativity, for anything, like it was so, I've never been able to do that ever in, in, in 16 plus years of directing. I've never been able to concentrate on one project. Um, and, uh, you know, and you, and, and the, the film is better for it. I think that's the thing. And that, maybe that was going to be my question back to you, Giles. Do you, do you actually feel that you've neglected anything? by having to juggle so much or does it just mean that you neglect yourself as ian said because you have high standards you're trying to you're trying to meet i think it's it's it's, it's, there's that old phrase when someone's really busy give them a job because they'll get it done and i found myself was i was in that position but i'm well i was way overworked i you know, I was constantly pulling between different jobs. And like I say, when I said they both came out at the same time, I'm not complaining about that as such, apart from it was annoying because now I'm juggling between, I'm getting pulled. What am I promoting? What am I not? What shall I put on Insta? What shall I talk about on the podcast? What shall I actually sort out in my life talking about? And I I imagine it was amazing. And you pick your favourite like we do with our kids. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> <laughs> a good. That's a good point. I mean, you, I mean, imagine having as well. You know, many of us are parents on here. You know, I've got three young children. You know, that alone is a full time job. But then you're having to provide. <laughs> For those three children and and whatnot, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a that's a that's a negative or a positive. I'm not saying it's it's not. A, it's definitely another challenge for your time. But is, is it is it good to have the sort of support of a family when you're sort of doing all the filmmaking stuff, or, or is it is it easier to have the? I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard one. Yeah, because you you can free your mind to do the homes. You're like, okay, well, I've got to concentrate on that. It's not film. Mm. Whereas without the family, and I know this because I was, all I did was think about film. Mm. Like 24-7, that's it. Woke up script, woke up this, woke up, how can I get money? How can I do this? And it, it took over my life. It is a wonderful distraction. It, right? Mm. It's a it, wonderful distraction. It puts things in perspective sometimes, yes. doesn't it? When you just, yeah. you know, it's the little things that your kid care, you know, I just want to build a racetrack or build to Lego and you just sit there and play with Lego for I want to build a race half track. an hour. <laughs> Mate, you're welcome anytime, Dom. I'll build you a Lego house. I'll, I'll tell you what, you actually. Know. I've started building Lego with my dad, uh, you know, for like his there birthday and Christmas. It, it, it's actually, it's, it's, I don't know who has more fun. Do you know, I find Lego really therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had it, I have it on my desk that like, like behind me is the, the Ghostbusters car and I've got a, another dress. Because I sat on my desk and I take myself away from my screen and just play with some Lego for a bit and then come back. It's kind of a bit of a distraction. Isn't that a wonderful thing that we as filmmakers need to do? Because we, like I say, there's so many of us who do push ourselves too hard. And there's no question about it, I have this year. And I'm really looking forward to some time off. I do uh, have earned it, but I am looking forward to it. And I think as filmmakers, what we're all saying here is very important. Do something else. Have that little thing, whether it's Lego, whether it's owning a football club, that I don't recommend that. But have that thing that takes you away. Like, I love playing football. For me, I, it's a joy because for that, time i'm playing football i don't think about anything else whatever it is like protect it you know like as well don't feel guilty that like you know yeah i'm going to my yoga class like for me taking my eldest to football nothing is going to get in the way of that and doesn't matter what you're doing and you have to as a creative and as someone that you, we're all fighting to kind of to, to 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 make our mark in this industry like you can forget that sometimes that no really do protect that time because all that will do is it will just give you longevity in your career you won't burn out you know you'll give yourself a bit of respite and you'll you'll make i mean how many times have we all been overwhelmed and then we've just gone for a walk or we've taken the dogs for a walk or whatever Love a good hike. exactly and something something goes oh that's what the problem is that's what needs to be done so a Allow yourself that escapism um, and that will, I think that benefits you as an artist for sure. I, I totally agree. That overwhelming feeling sometimes is really hard, especially doing all the deliverables at the moment, paying people, all the stuff I've got to do on 3D Millionaire is endless. It just never stops. And I think you just need to, like you say, go for a walk, I play with the dog and it changes everything. Kelly, what's your opinion on this as a, a wonderful, uh, you know, semi-outsider? Semi-outsider. I just think it's incredible what you guys all do. I really do. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm busy and then I see what you guys are doing and I'm like, how? Like, how do they sleep? We don't. How do we sleep? <laughs> we don't sleep. <laughs> I mean, I'm really shocked about the fact that Dom said he cut out sugar because I know how much he likes cake. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to. I, I haven't cut it out, but, but I, 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 no, I, I need to because it's like, yeah, just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of mental health, what uh, Ian touched on there, right, Kelly, that mental health side of things and doing something like yoga. I think it's crucial. I honestly do I mean that's why I got into yoga to begin with was to have that escape of balancing my life a little bit 
like having a manic work life and then being able to go, do you know what, for an hour, I'm just going to chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so lovely. Like it really does balance. And like Ian says, like I go for walks. It's a great way of escaping. Like even if it's just 10 minutes, it just makes such a huge difference. And it is difficult. I think, I don't know if it's the same, like for everyone, but I find I get, I feel very guilty as a mum, like doing anything that's not related to my children. So I think when you have that guilt, even just like building Lego or going for a walk or doing yoga without your children or away from your desk, you do feel immense guilt. And it's just nice to not feel that. Are we kind of like your children? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Just killed oh, Dom. I've never had never had a theoretical adoption turned down before. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, finally. Heartbreaking. Just before Christmas, too. Although Dom, you need. Back in the game. He, def- <laughs> yeah. he definitely does. It's not just as well, uh, like the creative industries, where having that, uh, you know, uh, uh, thinking time or whatever is really beneficial. I mean, we live in a, a capitalist society, right? And some of the world's greatest investors, you know, they put a lot of their success down to is like meditation or, you know, there's, there's, there's a very famous investor called Michael Milken, I think he's called. And he would literally, it's, I mean, I'm obsessed with like learning about how other industries work. Milking and, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> milking it yeah, and how you can bring it into other industries. But what, what he would do during even a pitch meeting that people are pitching to him, someone would come in with a piece of paper and it would say, basically your creative thinking time to go, look, sorry, I'll come back in 15 minutes. And he would meant he would have to block out that time. Uh, and clearly the guy was a success. Right. And I think that's something that we don't do in the creative industries because we're all, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. Whereas you, you should allow yourself that freedom and don't feel guilty to go, you know what, today I'm not going to do anything this week. I'm not going to do anything because we, what, what we do as a, as a, as a, as a collective is we go on IMDb and go, Oh, well, Ian's just made two movies. Phil's just made three movies. Dom's just made seven movies. Well, I must be rubbish then. And that's the, that, that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. You know, you should be like, right. Allowing yourself that creative freedom and uh, uh, and brain space and you will become more productive because of it trust me yeah it's so true i mean it's, it's, a, it's a good it's a good point actually i mean that tends to be why i don't really focus on what other indie filmmakers are doing is because i just want to I'm, I'm happy for everyone i support them individually but like, i don't want to be thinking well, you know what what is everyone doing because i I want to just be focusing on making the films and making, you know, new collaborations. Well, and, it, and it's impossible. No one can copy another person's journey. I know it's a cliche of like, oh, the, you know, the way you get in, I'm using air quotes because whoever gets in, <laughs> nonsense as a term, <laughs> but like the door closes behind you, you know, as it were. And it's like, and it, and it's hard, you know, I, I, I certainly early on in my career did that and was kind of more of a jealous person and looked at fellow filmmakers and was like, why are you doing this? Why am I doing that? Like, why, you, you know, and, and it's so, so bad. It's so unhealthy. And then there was a, I had a big switch, you know, many, many years ago now, but I remember it going from like the suddenly become really supportive and doing that whole thing. And, and it's such a, you know, and I'm, and I'm such a, as you probably know from the quizzes, uh, quite a competitive person, <laughs> but I'm competitive also with myself. And that's the worst thing, which is, you know, uh, you know, what Kai was saying, like, I, I happily sit 
you know, do things with my kids, all that stuff. But as soon as it's about me, I, well, I'm going to go for a run for myself, a thing for myself, I feel extremely guilty. And there's always something else to do because I don't want to let anything else down. Um, and that's hard. That's really hard. But I suppose that's the, you know, people are nodding because it's like, that's the, the, I feel like there's a lot of filmmakers that feel that way because it's sort of the way you survive in this industry, I suppose. Maybe they're nodding too, Phil. Maybe they're nodding too. Maybe people nodding at home. But um, but yeah, you know, so yeah, I, re- I relate. I relate a lot to that. I think it's in every industry though. Like burnout is real. Like it's, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you guys don't burn out because you are constantly moving from one project to the next. Mm-hmm. And it's having that time between them. 2021, I, I, I got as close to burnout as I ever had. Yeah, you I know, remember. Because yeah. trying to provide for my family and COVID scared the crap out of me. And suddenly there was no money, no income. And then I just went into overdrive and did everything. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> so for me, like I said, like having to concentrate on one thing this year, I'm such a better, nicer, more creative, more relaxed person. I know that's a real luxury and, and I know that's that's not a lot of people can do that. But, you know, if, if but that that took four or five years to get to that point. So it's not like it just happens overnight, you know, for people. Yeah, I think you try and if you can as well, Kelly, what, what, what's really helped me when, you know, maybe production has been multiple things that have happened where, oh God, that will, that's the end of it now. And that's the end of it. And that could be the end of the movie. But I think for me, who's how, how I've been able to manage kind of spinning lots of plates is I almost have to boil it down day by day, right? Today I did that. Today we made the day. Tomorrow we made the day. Do you know what I mean? If I, if I start to think, well, 2023 and 2024 and 2029, I, I get overwhelmed and then I just, I think, well, you're a failure then because you haven't done it or you haven't cheated or whatever. I just, I, I almost live day by day. Um, and as long as I kind of move the needle, you know, w- once or twice, you know, I, I do something that has been productive. I mean, some days, don't get me wrong, I'll work 18 hour days and it's just ridiculous and it's not sustainable. And this year has definitely been that year for me. But then I've I've, I've got better the older I've got and, and having children is, you know what, actually over the weekend or whatever, I'm actually going to do nothing. And I'm okay with that. I've, mm-hmm. I've come to peace with that. And I, th- I think that's how you then you, uh, you have enough energy to, to, to be able to keep going and keep going and keep going, you know? So that's, that, that's a coping mechanism for me anyway. Love it. Love it. What a great chat. Um, fascinating. It can be daunting, I think as well, sometimes, you know, when we're, we're doing what we're doing and that fear factor kicks in, like you talked about there, Phil, you know, no money, you've got kids, you've got houses to pay. It can be frightening what we do. And I think you, you we're very brave sometimes for anyone to do this industry to go, hey, I'm going to go be a filmmaker. You're like, okay, good luck. That's why people starting out, it is so hard. And any any bit of luck or advice you can get, you've got to go with it. You've got to take it. And then know when to jump ship as well. That's the biggest advice from my side. Great. Let's, Kelly, you've got some stats for us from the podcast. Let's let's bring it back to the podcast a little bit. We've got some stats of the year. And this is just Spotify stats, by the way. But anyway, this is a nice, uh, so so you listeners know um, that you are listening to the number one indie filmmaking podcast in Europe. So anyway, Kelly, carry on. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Fact. Wow. 
That's amazing. Well done. Well, I listen all the time, so it is for me, but... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, then. (laughs) It's all thanks to Phil. (laughs) So this year, uh, we released 46 episodes. Wow. 2.8 thousand minutes of podcast. Wow, plus all the edit stuff that we've cut out. (laughs) (laughs) Plus everything Toby had to get out. And we've been listened to in 71 countries, which is quite cool. The top ones are obviously UK um, and the US. And we've had 45% more listeners in 2022 on Spotify. But we are still top 4% of the podcasts around the world. And that's a general stat. That's not Spotify. And this year we have supported 87 indie films in our support indie film um, drive. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter followers are now up to 13,000, which is 1,721 new followers this year. And our Instagram followers have increased by 741 followers. So thank you all for listening. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, everybody. That's like... that. That's so cool. Do we need to start translating this then? Is that... Uh, translating it into a different language? Toby Garnet. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> We're working on a German version. Yeah, I do all the voices. <laughs> can you ma- can you all right, do, Dom's, do Dom's voice, Toby. Dom's voice in German. Yeah, yeah. Dom, translate in German. Here we go. <coughs> ich bin Dom Lenoir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ich bin sehr lustig. Good, let's stop there. Let's stop there. <laughs> Send me a message if you understand. Yeah, that's amazing. We're all, we're all going to Google Translate that yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. the hell did he say? The list goes on this year. It's been incredible. So, our Christmas special, uh, since then, we've had Joe Wright, uh, Oscar winning director. We've had uh, Lauren Hadaway, Ian McKellen. Um, I'm just only reading out some of the ones who have. have you know names you might have heard of make a difference we've had the uh, dan trachtenberg director of prey um craig roberts came on to talk about phantom of the open and film d um Yerev lerner uh the exec producer of rambo and producer of the dare uh we've also had on <laughs> it's only the second time uh we've had jake west uh paul mcavoy fright fest uh owner tobias lindholm christy wilson Cairns, daniel brawl um, uh, Albert Shush uh, and Ed Berger All Quiet on the Western Front was again in one of my top uh, you know top films of the year it was an incredible movie Sebastian Lelio Neem Algar uh, we've had Sally Al Hassani talking about The Swimmers Jack Spring talking about Three Day Millionaire uh, we've also had uh, Joseph Kaczynski talking about Top Gun Maverick and Sean Krauss uh, talking about Inside Out and Sean Anders Spirited I mean what a year what an incredible year plus all our amazing indie filmmakers as well it's been incredible so thank you for listening you can listen to any of those on our website filmmakerspodcast.com our back catalogue is all up there just type it in type directors screenwriters it's all there for you Callie do you have a rundown of our top three episodes of the year so top three third place was Lauren Hadaway (gasps) wow second one is Ian McKellen. <gasps> wow. Yeah, it's a very good one, yeah. And our top podcast of the year, Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry! Oh, Stephen Fry! Yes. 
Amazing. I reckon give it another couple of weeks and Joseph Kaczynski will be there. Um, but sadly now, I think our stats machines aren't keeping up with uh, how well that podcast is doing. It's incredible. So there you go. What a year. So there we go. Right, let's get to our final quiz question. This is it. The excitement is building. So my, my, my ones are two Top Gun related ones, just for fun. Um, just if you didn't know Top Gun was Dom's favourite film of the year <laughs> and the only film he's watched all year yes the only one yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey I've got a top 10 I've got a top 10 <laughs> what was Top Gun's dad's name or call sign in the original Top Gun film oh in the original Top Gun what was what was Maverick's dad's call sign you mean mm. okay yeah that's the one yeah what letter does it begin with? Give us a clue. First name might give it away, but all right, it begins with a P. It can't be the same name as... Who knows? Wow. Okay, I know the answer. All right, good. Thanks for that. We've all, all right. helped each other out, haven't we? Well, we all helped you out. So the other one was, what was the original Top Gun movie's production budget? Uh, do we get this to the nearest pound? The nearest. <laughs> nearest. <laughs> just just nearest. Mm, wasn't that much, was it? I mean, I mean, oh, it's loads. Oh, it was loads. Yeah, is it, it was, the, loads. was it the same as the Prancer budget? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay all right. okay good thank you all right that is our questions it is christmas it is uh, that amazing time of the year when you can relax you can switch off for a bit you know agencies have closed their doors so it is time for you to do that unless you're recording a podcast <laughs> but if you do want to write <laughs> if you do want to get out there and do something you know with your time and get creative then do it you know don't be restricted by anything anyone else says to you you're the filmmaker you can do it you can do it all right let's do it before we do before we round up a little bit of advice going into 2023 what do we want for ourselves and for other people just a nice little sentence toby be nice be nice to others and yourself to short filmmakers <laughs> to short filmmakers <laughs> <laughs> no i like that but what about you would you because you've just written you've just finished a tv series right writing it so what what's you know what advice did you give someone to writing that you know what did you learn Keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait till Toby makes his first feature film and like win Sundance and just like go, you know, just just you. There wait. We are. There's your prophecy, Tobias. Time to live it. <laughs> and don't employ Dom then to take you on a cinema tour. Mm. Don't do it. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, what did I learn? It's nice if you, uh, to, it's nice to work with a friend. Mm, yeah, it makes the 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 project move forward. Yeah, when you're down. The other can mm. motivate you to keep going. That's very true. Yeah. And so it it helps you go through tough times. And even if on days where you both didn't really work um, together and it didn't it didn't didn't work out, um, you still had quality time together. So and then you just decide because uh, that happened to us. Um, we were down and uh, nothing really worked, and we couldn't figure out the. The, the solution to a story problem and then we just said okay let's watch a film together and uh, we then decided on a film that is related to our topic and that inspired us again to to move forward so uh, work with friends beautiful that's really nice i love that yeah i agree with that i love working with people you know the people when i'm writing creating producing you get that friendship that you can argue about it you can disagree but you also know each other's strengths and weaknesses and you can work together as a team i i, I love it i 100% agree with that toby ian I, I would say try and find an outlet of some sort that's away from work you know so whether that's uh, an, an old passion that you should pick up like we're lucky at jazz we play football so i mean 
that for me is the highlight of my week. So I would honestly, I'd recommend going out there. If you've got any kind of like uh, inkling to do something, pick up an instrument or whatever, I, I would, I would advise that I think going into the new year. Um, yeah, that, that's what, I mean, I'm, I'm telling myself that too, but like I, I would advise I, I would advise that. And, and I think Tobias said it earlier on, just be kind. Like it's mm. too small an industry not yeah. to be kind. Like the amount of times how, how we've all experienced that, right. When we're on set and you just, there's always a dick, isn't there? Mm. <laughs> For whatever reason, there's always a dick. Like, honestly, this industry is too small. You might get an, your next gig or your next gig, but, but trust me, your reputation is so integral. So just do not be a dick. Don't just do it for your reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to fake. <laughs> yeah, no, just, that's great yeah. advice. In. That's so good. Kelly? So obviously not because I'm not in film, but it's kind of pertinent to everyone, I suppose, is to choose projects that you really love or choose things that you really love to surround yourself with. Because if you don't love it, you're not going to want to do it. And then that kind of defeats the point. Beautiful. So nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, you've got to love it. You really do. It's oh, You spend so long doing any project with any walk of life and the people you work with, you've got to love them and love it and you've got to really want to do it. And if you don't, don't do it, Tom. I think it's mostly, I mean, saying about being nice, that's pretty, uh, pretty important. Um, try and treat people well. Give them the small victories. <laughs> Give them the small victories over your giant ones. I mean, like a good, a good, a good example is like, you know, we were on a, you know, yeah, say, on a, say on a film set, we were doing something in the, in the middle of the summer and it was like melting hot, horrible thing. But, you know, went out and got ice lollies for people. It's just, it's just yeah, little, little, little treats, that. little treats like that, that just, that sort of keep people um, going. But I think also build good relationships with people. It's better to have a few decent people that you're working with. Kind of like what Tobias was saying, than it is to have lots of sort of randoms that you aren't sort of, that aren't really on your team. Um, so yeah, build those relationships um, and, and keep them strong. Very nice. Yeah. And those ice creams were very valuable. Thank you, yeah, Phil. Mine would be, don't be afraid to fail. Mm. Um, because I think there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, making the your, your multi-award winning mega distributed film straight off the bat. And there's a lot of pressure on that. And, you know, I've certainly failed going out making stuff and, you know, and you learn a lot from the failures, um, like both in life and in film, especially in film. Um, so, yeah, and I think, and, and with that is that always, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because if you don't put yourself out there, then how are people going to know or find what you're trying to do. And I think that comes back to that whole of like, oh, I don't want to fail. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to, you know. Um, and I think that's very important, you know, for actors and, you know, filmmakers and people and writers is just to kind of, no one's going to, you know, bang the drum for you. You kind of got to do it yourself. But then be nice about it as well. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's but so yeah, true. I think it's I think that's I think it's important. I think you know, and uh, if you want to listen to someone you know more experienced and clever, and I'm talking about it, you know, um, Paul Greengrass says that a lot about we've become this industry of people that they think they need to make one film, you know, one feature film that wins everything, and if you don't do that, then you know you're never going to work again. You know, um, and that's not true. <laughs> it's proven by us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, give yourself that permission to fail 
um, and learn from it, you know, um, I would say. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Yeah, for, for me, it's look, you go into 23 and you you are your own boss. You are the person that can make things move. Don't rely on anyone else to move the needle for you and go out strong, go out brave, make that extra call, make that extra email you know go to that networking event and literally you're a filmmaker then be a filmmaker go be that person be be strong believe in your project if you believe in it if you don't then find one that you do and when you do literally do everything you can to get that made and people will see your passion and once people see your passion they start believing in you they go okay all right i like this person and as i think the overwhelming factor here is be nice you know don't be a pushover don't let people stomp all over you and take over your project. It's yours. But you can still be nice while you're taking control and making things happen in the right way. Right, let's get to the most important part of this podcast in general. No, that filmmaking advice. Let's get to the uh, prizes. Who is the winner? Let's go to the first question. Callie, what was the first question? It's from Ian. Can you remember? Does Neo take the red or the blue pull? Ian, what's the answer? So the answer is the red pill. Yes! Yeah! Yes! Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. One for so Callie, you're keeping score. Me, Dom, and Phil got that right. Toby, you got it yeah. wrong? Yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> cool. Time uh, to wake up, Toby. <laughs> uh, next question, please, Callie. It was also from Ian. So, who played Goose in the original of Top Gun? The answer is the actor Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Oh, yes. From yeah. oh, ER. Amazing. Well ER. done. Right. So, who got well that right? Done. I got it right. Phil? And Toby and Dom didn't get it right. Dom, how could you not get that right? You, you, you... I don't have any memory. Shut up. <laughs> He's in the R, you know, and then he had a tragic ending in the R. So hashtag spoilers. I but just anyway, remember yeah. him as Goose, all right? <laughs> Dr. Green. Okay. He was, he's, he's, doing re- he's still doing really well. He's one of those he's actors you go, what happened to him? Oh, yeah. But yeah, he's Amazing. still around. Yeah. He's still doing right, stuff. Next question. Cool. Was Toby's. Okay, so which decade is Woman King made in? And the answer is in... The 1820s. <gasps> yes! Hang on, hang on. You said it was 1900s. was a century. 19th century, dog. Yeah, 19th century. 1800s. So it's the 1800s. I did say you have to know your history. What? Yeah. what? Hang on. Yes, dog. The 19th century. I'm so confused. 1800. Look, I'm going to show you this. 1823. 23. I got 1850, yeah. so I've lost. Well, I got 21, just, just 19. <laughs> Second question, Callie from Toby was... Which were the last five films to win Best Picture Award? So from 2018 to 2022. Can I guess? Do you want to guess? I want to guess. Phil, yeah. Phil knows all the answers, surely. I don't, I don't, I, I'll give you my five and you can tell me. Should I do that? I'm not going to go in reverse order because I go, so, but uh, Green Book. One, 2019. Is that, uh, am I in? Yes, yes, yes. Green Book is in. Yeah. Coda. Yes. Nomadland. Yes. Parasite. Yes. And? Moonlight. Close. Ah! Three billboards. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Stupid fish movie. (laughs) (laughs) 2018 was Shape of Water. No one got it right. No points for anyone. Did anyone get five? No, we said. I I, I got four. We said. I, yeah, I if you get so more wrong. than three, you get one point. If you get all five, you get two yeah. points. Oh, uh, right. What's the deal? Okay. So. okay. Who else got more than three? Just Ian and Phil. And Dom? 
Phil. No, just no. Phil and Ian. Okay, cool. Moving on to Phil's question. So how much has Top Gun Maverick made to the nearest 10 million? It's 1 billion... Four hundred eighty-eight million. Oh. Hang on, I'm on. I'm on one point four eight. I put one point six. One point four five. Don't put one point four eight. Yeah, I put one point four eight. Then he yeah. smashed it. That's what right. did you put in? I put one point four. Well, I mean, Dom's like that. Well, that's then you got both going there, really, because four one point four eight. 1.4, same to the nearest yeah, 100. Yeah, it's a point for Dom and Ian. Very good, yeah. Dom. He's a bit of a top gun. Dom and Toby. I got also 1.4. Oh, well done. So yeah. Ian, yeah. Dom and Toby get points. Well done. Yes. Well done. My Just first me. point. <laughs> well done. Well done, you. And my last one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Phil's question, please, Kelly. So it was a multiple choice question, and it was the title, the international title of everything everywhere all at once and the options were so we had a in an instant the entire universe we had b weird woman warrior f's around and saves the universe or c so f in many universes what do we think obviously only one only one of them's not got swearing in it so possibly that might be the answer but that's what that's what i originally thought but then i changed it because i was like why is he putting two with swearing yeah unless he's making me. it too easy so, Phil, what's the answer? The answer is they're all correct. So we everyone all get a point. A, everyone gets yeah. a point. Merry Christmas. Yeah. So, I shit you not, in Hong Kong, the film is called <laughs> Weird Woman Warrior Fucks Around and Saves the Universe. That's the title. <laughs> in Taiwan, it's so fucking many universes. <laughs> That's Taiwan before. And uh, in China, it's in an instant the entire universe. Brilliant. So, uh, crazy international titles, everybody. There you go. Everyone gets a point, except myself. So, I feel like I've just screwed myself with that one. But hey, yes. there we go. Th well done, you. Well done. That was nice. Cool. It was now me. How was the next question, Kelly? So the question was, what colour jumpsuit do the doppelgangers in Jordan Peele's Us wear? The answer was red. <sighs> Not orange. Wasn't it orange? It's it it orange. Right. It red. It's red. It's orange. No. I think it's orange. I thought it was orange. Oh. Should, we, should we Google it? Ian got it right. It's red. It's red. In Austria, they were, they were orange. <laughs> <laughs> in Austria, it's still in Toby. black and white. Yeah. <laughs> so Ian was the Ian was the only one who got yeah, that one right. Right. Okay. Really. So my, yeah. oh, wow. my nice. second question. The next question is: What year did Marty and Doc travel to in Back to the Future Part Two? Phil reckons he's got this. So Phil, I'll give you the floor. Twenty fifteen. Correct. Oh my god. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you get it right as well? I, ch I changed it. Two thousand. 2015. Oh, Ian as well. well He's done. flying. He's flying. I had it and then I changed it to 2010. It was, it was an anniversary, wasn't it? I remember seeing it on Twitter or something oh. about it. Like Why did I change 25 it? 25 years or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah seven yeah. years ago. The fact you remember that is incredible. Well, there we yeah. go. Final final uh, question was Dom Lenoir's. So in Top Gun, the original film, what was the name or the call sign of Maverick's dad? It was Pete Mitchell. Mitchell! Oh. I went Maverick, you idiot. Mm. I got Pete. D yeah. I mean, Does I, that I count? Pete. I didn't say anything when you had your, uh, I thought, I think I know this one. Uh, so there we go. I just wrote Pete, but you wanted the whole thing, right? So I don't win yeah. anything. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So nobody got it. I mean, I think. Uh, I well, can't we got Pete. Who got? I got Pete. Yeah. I got Pete. I think yeah. half a point for Pete. Definitely. All right, good. good. Okay. Uh, half points. Maybe we should give him a point. I don't know. It's Christmas. Candy, it's up to you. I mean, I, I just guessed because it was. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember his surname. To be fair, <laughs> it, it is also it is also Maverick Mitchell. So I think you should get a point. Yeah. Okay. Point just for me and not so for one Phil. Point oh, I, I, I went. I went Maverick Senior. So do I get a half mm. point for that? Mm. Not nah. really. No. Daddy <laughs> 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 Maverick. Maverick. That's definitely not a point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I got that actually. I just joked. I'm surprised. Just, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I knew it was Pete because it was the it yeah. was the way he we asked him for question. We sort of quizzed yeah, him he and said it came out a little mm. bit. All right. Last question of this quiz: Who could win? This is exciting because I know I'm doing all right, which I'm quite surprised. I know Ian's doing well. I know Phil's doing well. I know Toby sliding up the rear. Sucks. <laughs> the last question is the what was the original Top Gun production budget? I said 20 million. I said 25. So I went 40 low. million. 40 I million. said 40. Yeah, same. Who said 20? I said 20. Phil, I said 25. Phil is the winner because it's 15 mil. It's 15! 15! Wow. I didn't think it was that low. Yeah, wow. it's really low, isn't Can it? Imagine 50, how did they do that for 15 million back then? I don't know. With all those jets and stuff. Yeah, well, I think they, I didn't, they didn't do it as much in the sky as you think, like with the new one, for instance. No, no. There was a lot but more. I suppose Tom Cruise, you know, yeah. wasn't 20 million yeah, a film yeah, yeah. then. Yeah, so he yeah. wasn't then, yeah. But still, to do all that. And, for... and no, neither was Tony Scott, actually, was he? Because he'd only done like The Hunger or something before yeah, then. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, so there yeah. you go. So that's maybe why they managed to do that. That's okay, incredible. I'll take Great that. question. Thank you. Great. I, 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 okay, cool. Wait, is it just Phil gets a point? That's harsh. It was to the closest, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the closest. Don't yeah. be so, so greedy, Charles. Greedy? Hey, Charles, you won the year. You you won the Woman King one for being closest. So yeah. I've got. A, I've got an. Uh, a, a, I was, was I the only one to get a point? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Oh, okay. Fine enough then. I'm going to enjoy my cornetto <laughs> while Callie tots up the scores. Hmm. The oh scores God. are totted. The scores are totted. This is exciting. Go and ASMR it. Do, she do it. Do it and then um, yeah. First thing did. Oh, fifth, fifth up. Surely, Tom's oh. face. <laughs> Tom's face. I can't, I can't <laughs> actually do that because two groups tied. <gasps> we have two two ties and a winner. Oh well, there you go. You can do. Three, two, and one. Then we've got one winner. Oh my gosh, this is exciting! I can guess who the bottom two are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've guessed right. Yeah. You win a point. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so in third place we have Toby and Dom. Yay! Yay! That's the highest you both have ever come, isn't it? Third. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So now for the reigning champions. Of the this past is it. Years. All three of us have won in the last couple <laughs> of years. For the trivia nerds, more like. So I'm going to just skip to first place, and that's Phil. <gasps> oh, oh my God. God. That was a surprise. <laughs> no. That just jumped out of nowhere. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> He's so happy. He's so happy. I'm actually really surprised because I didn't get the, I didn't get the yeah. orange question. I what definitely didn't get the year. Christmas miracle. Congratulations. Phil, you got seven. Me and Ian got five. Charles and Ian got five. Finally, I'll get that 
Dare Blu-ray. Here you to go. My the dare on Blu-ray. <laughs> Wait, I've got it. Here it is. There can we can we choose the prize not to have the dare? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes! Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. No, congratulations, Phil. Yay. Um, yeah, well done. Oh, and well I'm, done, you I'm, lot, for listening this far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and congratulations, Toby, on the edit. Mm. So there is that too. <laughs> <laughs> the real winner of tonight. <laughs> the real loser of tonight. <laughs> so there we go. Listen, thank you so much for listening all this year. You have been amazing. The next episode will be in 2023. So whatever you're doing with your lives uh, over Christmas, I hope you've had an amazing time. Uh, and I hope that all your dreams come true in 2023. Thank you for supporting. It, it does mean everything to us. It, it really makes a difference. We love doing this. Um, but without you lot listening, we're just... A load of people talking on microphones, having a laugh. So thank you very much to my uh, fellow hosts today. We have uh, Phil Hawkins. Thank you very Yay. much for joining Raining us. Raining champion. Uh, hey. Hey. champion. Hey. Hey. Tobias hey. Vs, the Nelly hey. Award winning uh, filmmaker. And hey. <laughs> Dom Lenoir. Hey. Dom. And our fantastic quiz master, Kelly Pasqualucci. Hey. Thank you all so much. This has been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. Right. So join us all next year. Uh, go out there and make your films. We love you all. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.